Welcome to the like, Destiny Podcast. Want to talk? Want to talk to you guys? Because that's what just what I'm. What I am walking in right now is Yahweh Shalom, and uh, you all know what that means. You know, He's our peace, the Lord our peace. But Shalom, peace is not the absence of struggle. It just isn't. Peace is not the absence of war. Peace is not the absence of work. And peace is not the absence of busyness. But peace is the presence of Jesus. <sighs> you, can, you cannot work and just be completely restless. Yeah? I know people that, from where I say, I'm like, you don't have much on in your life at all. But every time I'm asking, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so exhausted. I'm just done. I'm, and I'm like, I'm wondering what it is. And it's just like, you know, in Hebrews it says, therefore there's still, there remains a rest for us to enter into. Because the children of Israel in their 40 years, and then past that, through the, through the, it wasn't the reign of Joshua, but where Joshua led the people. They still didn't understand. Because even that generation, then once they died, it says that the next generation, they didn't know who God was. And they started doing all sorts of silly things again. And it's not a resting because of a need of exhaustion, but a rest towards something. It's a rest toward And everything in the kingdom is relationship. So it's a rest toward relationship. It really is. The father rested. Actually, it wasn't just the father. Um, I love this. How, how the, I really believe, I don't believe in oneness that, I've just heard this. I didn't even realize that that was a heresy out there. That there isn't actually a trinity, that there's just one. Yeah? We believe in three in one, and but they... There's people that believe in one. So Jesus is the Father and is the Holy Spirit. And there's no difference. I'm like, um, some of it is true. But, but there is actually the Father. And there is actually the Son. And there, there is actually the Holy Spirit. If God was just one, he could not be relational. He would not be relational. He would be the, the Greek, one of the Greek gods that just sits up there and chooses to be benevolent whenever he chooses to. Like he would choose to love or choose to, I don't know, engage. But then he could choose not to. And that would put us into all the way back into let's sacrifice. Let's keep the gods happy. Yeah. That's, but our God is relational because he is a father who before there was ever you had a son who he was in relationship with in the spirit. And there is just this, the Trinity in itself is relational. There is love that is lived. God is love and he could not be love if it was just him. So I didn't realize that people that, that Christians could believe, but that's by the by. Where was I going with this? I have no idea. It was just one of those thoughts. I thought, oh, that's going to be a great thing. P. 
peace. Yeah, I, I remember that one. Peace, rest, love. God the Father. That's where I was. Yes. God the Father. What was the very first? What was Adam's first day? Yeah. When was Adam created? On which day of? On the sixth day. Yeah. And the very end, everything was done. Like, you know, that's. That's what mums do when they, when they do the nesting thing, yeah? Just like, going to prepare everything, going to prepare the baby's room, going to get everything ready. Because then when the baby comes, the baby is not required, but the baby can't do anything, yeah? So for Adam, the very first thing that was on his to-do list was nothing, yeah? That is really odd. Because for us, we work and then we get to rest. And God's like, no. The very first thing that we need to do is hang out. Yeah. Because I've been all busy. And God didn't rest because of exhaustion. Yeah? He's like, oh, pff, you have no idea. You have no idea how busy my life is. I mean, stars, universe, galaxies. You would not believe it. I didn't even finish naming the animals. Adam, that's, that's your job. You know, no. It was, it was resting because he was resting towards something. He rested a, to enjoy, like anything that God does is for enjoyment. Nothing serves a greater purpose than, like I'm not talking about a enjoyment outside of Jesus. Please, don't, don't misunderstand me. But like what Andy said, everything is found in Jesus. So the, the Father rested. Jesus rested. Holy Spirit rested and Adam rested. There was no fidginess. There was no, I've been soaking for half an hour, God, you know. There's a to-do list running through my mind, all the things. There were still animals that needed naming. Yeah, there still was. It's like, come on. It's like, no. It's like, that's just, and it wasn't, it wasn't a rest from something. It really is a rest towards something. Because he is our peace. And honestly, if you try to rest without Jesus, it'll be a rest from something. It'll be, I'm, I've done enough. I kind of need recovering. And God is into all of that as well. You know, even if you read through the Levitical law, it's incredible that he's put requirements for people to rest just to give our bodies time to recover, to give the ground time to recover. Everything, he's... He's clever. He's so, he's so, in, I love this. But with that also comes, it's always linked with faith. If I need to let the ground, as a farmer, if I need to let the ground rest every seventh year, trusting that he's providing enough in the sixth year to get me through the seventh, and there will be enough seed for the eighth year to sow again, that's faith. Yeah, that's just like, all right, I'm just going to walk through this. Just trust my dad. Rather than thinking, "Woo, he's blessed me so much. I'm just going to, I don't know, artificially do something to the ground to make it produce even more so, stuff that we do these days. No. And peace. It's all peace. It really is. And it's not this abstract thing of, uh, yeah, but it's, it's, the very presence of a person. So you can say it is well with my soul. Yeah. And his name is Jesus. 
the Prince of Peace. I love this. When we learn to rest, like John did, on the chest of Jesus. When we, and, and the, you know, when Jesus says, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen my dad. It's actually John just realized this guy, oh, this, is, this is just snuggling up to my dad. I love, I am, this is my, this is my love language. It's physical touch. Above everything else, physical touch. You just, everything. So, so I am making my kids snuggle with me. It's just like, they just, and um, out of, out of all of th- the three of them, Emma is the one that is the most like me when it comes to physical touch. She just comes up to me. She just rubs her face against my face. Just, just like, we're like two dogs. Just like, oh, this is just good. Like, yeah, this, nothing needs saying. Just, this is just good. It's just like, oh, yeah. But I love this. We just sit there in the morning on the sofas and we read something. And Elana just came down yesterday. It's like, oh, do you want to? No, just, I don't, I don't want to read anything. I just want to sit and snuggle. It's like, yes. Just, just be, you know? I don't, we don't need to do the same thing, but as long as we, we get to be, and it's this thing of, and this is, shalom is not just peace, and like, I just need some peace and quiet, or absence of war, or anything. It's this all around, wherever I look, it is well. That means there's peace in my finances, yeah? There's peace in my relationships. There's peace in my mind. There's peace in my body. It's just like shalom. It's this, it it is the best way for me to describe shalom is that sigh of gratitude. Just like, (sighs) that's a sigh. (sighs) It's not a sigh of, (sighs) yeah, not a sigh of stress and ah, there's still so much to-do list left at the end of the day. No, it's a sigh of, oh, it is well. Just, oh, looking at my marriage, looking at my kids, looking at my future, looking at my past even. You know, I get to do all of that through the cross. I'm looking at my finances. I'm looking at all the things that still need doing. I'm like, the Lord is my peace. And, uh, and I'm, I'm, I am walking through this at the moment myself. But I wake up in the morning, not because my mind m- makes me wake up. Because that's what, it, what happened in the past. Where I kind of knew that Jesus is my peace. But I didn't live in that to that extent that I get to now. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night because one of the Adesni students did something silly. you know, And somehow it's my responsibility to fix it. However, when I was a youth pastor, some of the youth did something silly. And you know what? They do this all the time. <laughs> oh, it was a very, honestly, it was really exhausting. Um, there's stuff in the near future that needs sorting out that I haven't done yet. And it's stressing me out. And my wife felt it. My kids felt it. Um, my body felt it. And I'm just, I'm waking up in the middle of the night and I cannot sleep because I'm so consumed with with unrest it's not it's not necessarily dread it's not necessarily fear sometimes it's just this ah oh, something needs doing but but there's nothing i can do but i just don't get to rest 
And now I'm waking up in the morning because my alarm goes off. And I go downstairs while everybody's still asleep. I just hang out with Jesus, read the Bible, I journal. And every day I'm journaling. I was like, this is incredible, Jesus. There's all these things that really need doing. They need doing preferably yesterday. Yeah? Like, seriously, with the house, we have five, five weeks to sort it out. Uh, that's, there's a very good chance it's not going to happen, you know? Um, and yet I'm not stressed at all. It's the weirdest. Honestly, it's so weird that I'm questioning myself whether I'm actually aware of the full extent of the situation, of the gravity of, like, I'm, I'm, I'm questioning myself whether I'm too naive because I'm in such peace. It's odd. It really is odd. And I'm just so thankful that, because everything that I can do, I've done so far. Yeah? And, and honestly, as soon as there's another lead, I'm calling people, I'm doing this and that, just I'm living a lot happier day to day. Um, and it's this, this shalom thing. It's who he is. It's not what he does. And, uh, and I just, I just want to encourage you, the more you walk with Jesus, the more you realize that, honestly, in Christ, everything that you need is found. All the treasures, the riches are in Christ, says in Colossians. And you happen to be there as well. So you just, you're, you're in there. Um, it's, yeah. So Judges 6. I love this because um, we're going we're gonna to go through the story of Gideon because that's one of my, uh, one of my favorite stories of a guy that does stuff despite being afraid. And I think courage often is that. It's not waiting until all fears are, are gone, but it's despite. There's still stuff that I'm worried about. There's still stuff that freaks me out. And yet, I'm choosing to trust. Yeah. But there's this, there's this thing, again, not going through this. Um, But the angel of the Lord comes. He calls him uh, a mighty man of valor or a mighty warrior. Something opposite to what Gideon lives in at that very moment. He's hiding. He's got some serious self-esteem issues. He's got anger issues toward God. He's very disappointed, very cynical. You know, it's like, ooh, if the Lord is really with us, you don't talk to an angel like that. And Gideon realized that afterwards, like, he, somehow he didn't realize he was an angel. How can you? I don't know how you cannot realize because this angel poof, appeared and the poof, disappeared as well, you know. And he does some magic with his staff as well. Poof, the offering disappears. And, and at the end, Gideon then realized, whoa, I was an angel. I got to see the angel and still live. Yeah. So in all of this, and once, once Gideon, he just made the angel some soup. I love there was some broth. Um, stew, I think it says. Um, angel touches it, goes up in flames, angel disappears, and Gideon realizes, wow. And then right there, it builds, he builds an altar to the Lord and calls him, the Lord is my peace. That's a very weird thing to do, isn't it? Because you've just been commissioned 
to take your nation to war. Yeah. To you've been charged with leading a nation into freedom. You've been given this thing of starting your father's house first because there's a big old idol in your backyard. And all of this, so I would have, uh, I, I would, I would psych myself up differently, yeah? I would psych myself up with the Lord is my breakthrough. I would, the Lord is my banner. He's a warrior. Yeah, all of that kind of stuff. Not the Lord is my peace. That's not what I would do in that situation. But there, this is out of that place where Gideon's like, Lord is my peace. It's that there will be all sorts of upheaval in, in my near future. Yeah? There are, People will not like me. People will like me. All of this stuff. But what goes, in, what goes on in here is the thing that will matter the most. And that has nothing to do with psyching myself up with more faith that the Lord is my breakthrough or victory or any of that. But it's just like this. It's this resting in who he is. He is my peace. So there is stuff, you know, and, and every time he did something, Gideon was still worried. So it's not that, bam, all of a sudden he was a new person. He says, the Holy Spirit will put you on like a glove. That's great. He's, he, he was changed. But, but um, like he was worried about taking the, the, um, the idol down in his dad's um, back guard, backyards during the day. So he did it at night. Yeah. He was worried about not having enough um, warriors. So God just took most of them away. So he was really freaking out. Um, then he was, he was seriously worried. And God says, you know, if you are worried, just go down to the enemy's camp and have a listen. And the very next verse says, he is going down there. So he's just like, if you're still afraid, go down. And, and Gideon went down. So yeah, I am, I'm freaking out, God. But I'm, so I'm taking every little bit of reassurance that you can give me. But in all of this, he's my peace. He really is. So guys, you will go through, you are probably already going through lots of stuff because God is just, he's, he's in, in the stretching business, in the growing business, in the taking land business, in the, in the advancing. In, this is what our destiny is all about. And this is what the rest of your life will be about. It's just ah, expanding Jesus. Yeah? You thought Jesus is, you know, oh, oh, this Jesus lives in my heart, yeah? And then you realize, oh, no, Jesus, he just expands, you know? He's, and he's expanding. Honestly, the more revelation of who Jesus is is being revealed to you, the more you realize that the Jesus that you believed in is a bit smaller than the actual Jesus, yeah? And he just keeps expanding. He does. And his kingdom extends, and ex apparently there is no end to his kingdom and to his reign. Yeah? Like we, this, so it just, it's, it's peace. It's just peace. Ah. All right? So God, he sees us completely different than what we, how we see ourselves. There's this, there's this picture. I don't like cat pictures because the internet is full of cat pictures. I don't know why. The internet is obsessed with cat. That's for another day. Why? 
yeah, why? But anyway, but there's this picture of a little kitten looking itself in the mirror, and and the lion stares back. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've seen that already, but that is that is exactly who we are. You know, in like nothing is impossible with God. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Just like this, it's it's nothing is happening outside of Christ. This is not us, you know, just pulling out our sleeves, a bit of more willpower, a bit more fasting, a bit more prayer, a bit more event. No, 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 it's all in Jesus. It's all done out of a place of rest. But in that, just saying, in my weakness, he's strong. So yeah. This is still this is still freaking me out, but this is not going to keep me from stepping into that place that God has for me, and that that really comes from. Oh, all right, you're my peace. You are my peace. I love Philippians four, where it says, "And the peace of God, Philip, that transcends all, that surpasses my understanding, that goes beyond anything that I can comprehend." Basically, that peace of God will make no sense to you. That's what it says. Yeah? So in the face of all of this, you should be worried. That's what it... Like, I should be stressing out about the housing situation. Like, but it transcends my understanding. It's, it doesn't make any sense. That peace shall stand garrison. Oh, yeah, it's Wednesday, 11 o'clock. Okay. Now it's time to light a candle, actually. I, re- I still want to do that one day. <laughs> See what Andy Chard does then. Well done. We are safe again. That peace that surpasses our understanding guards our minds and our hearts. It keeps our minds and our hearts in Christ, in this place, in Christ Jesus, where we are prisoners of hope, where we are living in this place of, it is well with my soul. I love this, that translation. I think it's the Amplified that says, they, that, that piece stands garrison. It's like a protector. They're, they're the bouncers yeah, at the door. Of my heart. That's the peace. Can you just imagine? The peace is the the gatekeeper. To your mind. And to your heart. That peace. And it keeps everything. Within. The nightclub of your heart. At peace. There's nothing. That just. it, It just isn't allowed. There's no room for it. That peace. Ah, Colossians 3, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. It's almost like let it be a referee. Let it be the thing that um, judges whether it's a foul or whether it's safe. Yeah, it's the peace of God. That's just like there's a thought that comes in and the peace of God instantly says, safe, that's a good thought. That will keep you in a place of, of relationship it's like, ah, oh, or whoa, that's a foul. That piece, that thought will get you so wound up that you, for some reason, you will walk out of relationship. 
Because you're going to start stressing. You're going to start doing something. And honestly, uh, that's, uh, what movie is that? Frozen. Yeah, because I've got three girls. And uh, there's, there's, the move, there's a song that the trolls sing. Um, the, uh, she's a bit of a fixer-upper, that's a minor thing. And there's one line in there. People make bad choices when they're mad, angry, whether they're mad or scared or stressed. But throw a little love their way and you bring out the best. It is exactly that. When you are walking in anger, in, in fear, or when you're stressed, uh, you're not going to be the nicest of persons or the best version of you. Yeah? It just, that, what, living out of this place of rest, it's like, oh, yeah, there's still this issue, you know, whatever mess has been created in your life, that still needs fixing, still needs cleaning up, still needs ownership as well. It's like, oh, that was you. Well, you know, I, I might help you clean it up, but it's still your mess. You know, just, all of this can still be done out of a place of peace rather than, ah! But you, so often you see people do exactly that because, um, yeah. Um, I actually had that with friends of ours. We went to Spain and it was, it was their friend's villa, yeah? So it was their friend's villa and uh, Ruth and I and them, we got to be for a week at their friend's villa without their friends being there. Um, and uh, there was a, a shared pool with some other villas around. Now, the path to the pool was so overgrown that, that you just had hedges just, you know, just slapping you in the face and all that. That bugged me. After two or three days, I decided I'm going to do something about this. I'm going to cut the hedges down so we can have space because... I, I don't know whether it's because I'm German or because of who I am. It doesn't really matter. I did it. They were so mad at me. Why? Because now I've put them in a very awkward position with their friend. Because I've, I've introduced fear of what their friend will think of them, do to them, what it will do to their relationship because of what I did. To the hedge, yeah. Oh, and they were mad. They were really mad at me. And I'm thinking, I've just done the world a favor. You know, you're welcome, people. You can you can walk to the. This is this is a good thing. And by the way, I can hug, I can cut hedges. I you know, I'm German. It's my not, these days my neighbors they keep asking me, Tima, how do you get it so nicely? Even like it's in my genes. I I can't help it. Just, just yeah. The very next day, oh, it was um, the gardeners came and they actually did everything and they cut the hedges back and I was just like, look who's laughing now. Uh, you know, there's no need to fear or to stress. But because of that fear, that displayed in anger toward me. So it wasn't actually, do you understand what I'm, because that's what's happening to moms as well. Your kid runs into the, into the road. What do you do? You grab it. And the very next thing is you yell at it. Don't you ever do that to me. Yeah. You're not, you're not angry at your kid. You're just really scared. But that's us guys. We, we, we actually don't really realize what is going on within us. We either are fine or we're mad. You know, just because we just haven't learned how to actually express or even figure out where we're at to start with. But, but that's, that's what it is. But when we walk in this place of, of peace, 
Now, there is all sorts of things happening out there, and there will. Just welcome to life. Yeah? Stuff will happen. You don't need the devil for that. You just need another human being. Yeah? <laughs> and uh, how you react in those situations, first and foremost, is, is how you are walking through this. It'll, it'll make all the difference in the world. It'll also help the other person to walk through this process a lot quicker. Um, when I'm yelling at Ruth, whatever it is, I'm yelling. Um, I actually don't yell. Usually I go really quiet. There's two people, by the way, when it comes to confrontations. There's either the rhino, the raw charging in, destroying everything, or there's the hedgehog. Be really quiet. Going to give you the silent treatment. And I'm more the hedgehog, and Ruth is more the rhino. Uh, can you imagine two rhinos? <laughs> That's you and Ryan. <laughs> or two hedgehogs, just like a week in silence. <laughs> I'll, I'll live in this. I'll, I'll live in. Exactly. Again, I have no idea where I went with that one. Peace. Let's just come back to peace. Peace, peace, peace. Yeah, it'll help that, such, it'll help that person um, actually engage with you when you approach whatever issues there are out of a place of inner peace with you because they won't feel under attack. You, you won't charge into this with an accusation or it's your problem. What have you done again? All that. It's just like, this is what it is. There's peace in there. Um, love it in Mark. Mark is, I, I really like the gospel of Mark. It's just very succinct. It's only 16 chapters versus Luke 24. I mean, this guy. Um, Jesus told his disciples, guys, it's been a long day. Get us a boat. I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to have a nap. Yeah. So he has his his little nap, one end of the boat. And everything goes all right. Halfway through their journey, that's when the storm happens and all of this, and they're about to go under. And then, and then they wake Jesus. So this is not Jesus testing his disciples, okay? This is not him, like, sleeping there, knowing, oh, there's a storm coming. This is going to be another faith test. And he's just having, you know, he's pretending, having one of his eyes open, it's like, they're going to come any second. I know that they're going to. They can't fix. That's because that's what we do as leaders. And it's like, oh, they, they won't be able to. I know they won't be able to do this. Oh, it's going to be. It's going to end up on my plate again. I will need to calm the storm. I know it. Just, you know that? Disciples, idiots. You know, it's like, it's not like that. That's probably what we. It's not. It wasn't a test. It just. And then the disciples wake him up. Not out of a place of peace, but out of a place of, ah, yeah, Jesus, don't you care? This is the very first thing that you get yelled at when you wake up. It's like, don't you care, savior of the world, apparently, that we are perishing? And he's like, wah, wah, just dreaming, you know, sheep or angels or. In that place, he just gets up. 
I love this. Like, I don't know whether he said anything to the, to the disciples before, but you can just imagine Jesus be like, all right then. Just, just easy, just waking up, stands there, just speaks one word, quiet. I love this. The elements remembered his name, his, his voice, because his voice was the one that spoke everything into existence. Everything comes down. And then he turns around to his disciples like, you guys of little faith. And then they're like, oh, who is this guy? Like, you know, they've seen him raise people from the dead, but somehow calming a raging storm. It's like, oh, this is just, whoa, freaking me out. But all of this was done out of a place of peace. Everybody else is freaking out. This is a life and death situation. This is, I'm, I know I'm, I love reading into scriptures. Uh, but this is an actual life and death sto- situation. This justifies panic. Yeah? And there's Jesus sleeping through it in, in such peace. Because he himself, by the way, is the Prince of Peace. Um, also, there was that prophetic word that we're going to be on the other side of the... This is just... This is a journey from A to B. So there was a promise already. We need to be on the other side. Guys, just just believe that word. It doesn't matter what kind of storm you're driving or riding or flying into right now. Just hold course. I just want to leave you with this. Whatever storm you can sleep through, you have authority over. Yeah? It is. And this is not... Not to, for you to take stock of your life and be like, oh, I have no authority at all because I'm just freaking out about my finances. I'm freaking out about my future. I'm freaking about this, about that. It's like, if you are, then just like, great. Bring it to Jesus. Like, all right. I just, I love this. Phil just had this yesterday with me. Just, Jesus, you just need to expand more. Just in this area that I'm still freaking out, where I don't live in the shalom of who you are, in that Prince of Peace, Jesus. Just expand in this area as well. Because I need to learn for the sake of my own sanity, for the sake of the people that I'm doing life with, and for the sake of me being able to contribute something of value to everybody around me, I need to learn to walk in peace. And people really are attracted to peace. I'm telling you. They are People that don't have peace inside, they stress me out just being around them. They really do. Because they're just like, there's something, you know. I'm not saying they're twitching all the time, but there's just, there's an unrest. And it's like, sit down, just chill. But it's an inward, just I'm not at rest yet. Okay? He is Yahweh Shalom, our rest, our peace. And out of this place, Bring it on. Amen? Ah, so just hold out your hands for a second. <sighs> Jesus, you've done it all for us already. We don't need to build another altar. You've done that. You are our peace, Jesus. And I thank you for all the... Um, all the breakthroughs that you've 
given us already and all the victories are incredible. And I thank you for all the victories that are yet to come. I thank you for your peace, for who you are, Jesus. The peace of God, the peace of Christ. That you're guarding, you're making sure that our thought life stays in that place of you. Peace. That our heart, our emotions, who we are, our identity is always protected in this place of peace. I thank you that ah, this is not something for us to achieve, but something for us to receive from you. So Jesus, would you increase, expand, explode, arise, however you want to do this, Uh, until who we are and every area of our life is just truly saturated with that peace of God that surpasses understanding and makes no sense. And yes, and yes, we can still just hold on to everything. Not, I don't even know how to say it, just because it's, it's just true. That there's, that there's this greater reality. That, that panic or freaking out wouldn't even be a consideration. Mm. I bless you guys with that peace. Amen. Enjoy it. Jesus. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk.